Can the unseen be more important than the seen? It is an honor to be able to continue these messages each week. These are on the air each Sunday morning on KWOZ Radio and also made available for download from the web and via podcast. This outreach is a part of the work from the Ben Church of Christ. The community of Ben and the building of the church meets is on Highway 5, about halfway between Mountain View and Heber Springs. Questions, comments, and related can be forwarded to radio at benchurchofchrist.org or visit our website, benchurchofchrist.org. We've talked a bit in the recent past about the heart of man, the place where the hidden springs of life exist. Sometimes, or perhaps even oftentimes, there are things in a man's heart that are not known to others. With that thought, we want to consider another angle of the strength or the problem due to the lack thereof of something not always seen or known, like the heart. It is a simple or a basic lesson, yet one that can easily be overlooked, possibly because of its simplicity. In Matthew chapter 7, Christ is speaking as a part of a conclusion of what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. It honestly would be worthwhile to read through the entire message, the sermon he was delivering, to get to the conclusion we're looking at today. But briefly, as a reminder, just prior to our text, he refers to judging one another, nothing, uh, noting that the importance of having our own life in check. He recites what is known as the golden rule, doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. He talks about the effort or the difficulty it would be in finding the correct path to take in life, referencing a broad way and a narrow way, a wide gate and a narrow gate, a topic we've discussed recently. You will know a tree by its fruits, in verse 15 and following. Then in verse 21, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devils, in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. This establishes the setting for the conclusion, starting in verse 24. It starts with the word, therefore. My grandfather taught me to be certain to check the context of anything, which is basic Bible study rules, if you recall from the past as well. Who is talking? To whom are they talking to? And really, what are they talking about? Therefore is the word. Those things that he had been talking about were leading to a point that he was about to make. Christ had used illustrations in a lot of his teachings, even parables at times, giving parallel to things in life and applying them to spiritual matters. He gives that graphic analogy with this conclusion. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which builds his house upon a rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Having looked at the context, and this parable, if you will, of two builders, has the subject of entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Even back during the first century when these things were taught, where skyscrapers were a tad smaller and architects of the day didn't quite have the experiences of today, they still knew the importance of a foundation. I believe our structures rely even more so on a good foundation as the buildings are much greater 
More on that shortly. But even children playing along the edge of water learn well. <laughs> when the water and the waves hit a sandcastle, the result is always the same. Down it goes quickly as though it never happened. And a pile of rocks has a much different outcome when it is hit by similar waves. I've had an opportunity to travel now and then, and recently I was on trip, and just off the shore, a decent ways off the shore actually, there was a new set of buildings that were being erected. It's not on the maps like Google Maps or others. There was still an excavator on site, and it appeared that they were digging sand from the ocean, spinning around, and dumping it on the opposite side where that island was being built. Now, I don't want to get too carried away with exactly what might have been going on or not going on, but let's imagine going to a bank with your architect in tow, and you're going to tell them, I'm going to go about a mile offshore, and I'm going to dig sand out of the bottom of the ocean and pile that sand, and I'm going to build my home on it. And that island in the open ocean will be constructed only of the sand that is gathered from around that location. It'll be dug, piled smooth, and off we go building the building. That's going to be a short trip to the bank for sure. Another trip had me in New York City, and I visited the 911-911 memorial. One of the many things visible there is the foundation, where the pillars of the Twin Towers, towers attached to the bedrock. While it is a humbling sight that stands as a memorial to that horrific event, it does leave an impression. One that establishes that the integrity of what those buildings stood on is also what they stood for, and that foundation was not going to cause any issues, certainly no questions. This illustration is the one that Christ told those listening to him, and that message continues even today. If you are in a house with a bad foundation, you likely own some drywall mud and some paint. Cracks are common. Or perhaps your sidewalk or driveway may have a crack and started to drop in some areas knowing that sidewalks and driveways aren't quite as solid as a foundation of a house. No house or other structure is any more secure than the foundation on which it is built. One can hear most anything in the name of Christianity, even some that state nothing is important other than accepting Jesus as your personal Savior. Now, while I concur that faith is important, this these lessons is a few steps beyond accepting. On the hills of the lessons, on calling Lord, Lord, and not doing uh, came to the sand and the rocks, hearing and doing. Paul used this analogy quite a bit in his teaching to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. For we are laborers together with God, verse 9. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man built upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or stubble. There are two actions in the lesson from the Sermon on the Mount from Christ, hearing and doing. Hearing is crucial. John chapter 12, verse 48, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. 
John 1 goes into a detail of that word becoming flesh. Speaking of Christ, that when Christ came, the manner of working with man changed. In the book of Hebrews, in the opening chapter, the opening verse, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. And that the word spoken would endure forever, as First Peter says, chapter 1, all flesh is as grass, verse 24, and all glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. This is a statement we hear frequently, but let's consider my words will not fade. My words will not go away. The wise man understands the importance of truth. We rely on authorities when it comes to things as important as building a house, something that is a large investment of our earnings, typically the largest investment. The psalmist said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the prophets warned over and over about not leaning on our own understanding, that God's thoughts are far above our thoughts and his ways above our ways, that his ways are past finding out. Hearing those words, crucial. But then what? I know what I need to do, but you know what? I like the water too much not to build on my own little island. You know as well as I that if we attempted that, in spite of all that you were told, the bank likely would not support you, and you likely would not, you likely would actually be recommended to seek some professional counseling as your thinking is not real clear. Agree? Building a house upon a sand. Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I'll liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock. Let us be sure that we understand in the parable. The illustration that Christ gave both were equal in the beginning. Both heard what was being said. They were sitting on the same pew, if you will, listening to the same radio, hearing the same words, hearing the same sermon, possibly even agreeing to the lesson being taught. But one obeyed and the other did not. One went one way and one went the other way. Went, one went through the wide gate, the other went through the narrow gate. The wise man with a strong foundation heard and obeyed, acted and lived following the word spoken. The foolish, building his sandcastle, heard but chose to ignore and go his own way. Some are of the impression that if you have a relationship with Jesus, he will not let you err. He will not let you build a house upon sand. Friends, if he told you not to build a house on the sand, we expect him to sink the boat on the way to our island. Here's the plan for something more valuable than your house that perishes eternal life. It is a simple plan. And when this word was shared, the outcome was exactly as Christ said. Some heard and believed, some heard and obeyed, and others heard and walked away. Agrippa, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Felix, in Acts chapter 24, he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, trembled and said, go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. But others, those in Acts 2, the Samaritan, 
in Acts 8. The unit in Acts 8. Saul from Tarsus in Acts 9. Cornelius and his household in Acts 10. Lydia and the jailer in Philippi, Acts 16, heard and obeyed. We've looked at Saul, Paul in the past, a vivid example of exactly what Christ was teaching. Saul, go into the city and it will be told what you must do. Words. Those words were told and he heard those words and he could either go to the rock or go to the sand. He had a very strong foundation from his past, but it turns out that that foundation was not as solid when it was put to the test. We read of a day of judgment in Matthew chapter 25. That's one of the places of this record. When the Son of Man shall come in glory and all of his angels together with him, verse 31, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep and his goats or rock and sand. He shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. There are two statements here, the broad way, the narrow way, the wide gate, the narrow gate, the solid foundation and no foundation. Then shall the king say unto him on his right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And on the other, these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous, those that heard and did built on the foundation into life eternal. Those righteous, those that did right, what determined that right? The words that were spoken from the righteous only begotten son, following what he had asked. Accepting him as savior? Yes, but also king of kings and Lord of all of our life. The rains will descend and the floods will come. We've been given ample warning that it will happen. And we've also been given more than ample instructions of how to prepare. So what are you going to do with what you have heard? Our time is gone. We thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.